Hello and good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this very special episode of X Vlog Live. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL, and I am sitting down with two gargantuan giants of the community. Both have do not need an introduction, but but gee damn it, I'm gonna give it to them because they deserve it. Uh, we are we are very I'm very happy to be sitting down today with uh, two people that have a huge thumbprint uh, on this community for the best reasons possible. They are exactly what you want of quality community members that have others in mind as well as their own successes. Hogue Law, first of all, brother, welcome back. Congratulations on nearly 110,000 subscribers on Thank YouTube. You. Virtual legality is one of the top things I like to watch, especially I think your your playlist is up to 60 something when it comes to ABK. How you doing, brother? Welcome. Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah, the playlist on Microsoft and Activision. We, we're having fun with that one. It's been the story that keeps on going, huh? <laughs> every thank week it seems to, yeah, every week it seems to have something, but you cover it, like I said, in the in the best way possible. And one of the things, again, I'm, I'm a retired police officer. I think people know that uh, the law is hard to understand. Uh, and corporate law is even more difficult to understand than criminal law for a multitude of reasons. And you definitely make it more digestible with the way you break it down, the way that you highlight things, the way you show it up on the screen. So the way that you work is brilliant. I appreciate you being here. In fact, we are going to be covering some of the recent... Uh, situations with the CMA, with the uh, with the EU. There's been a lot of questions as to what recently happened over the weekend. Can that be the, the you know the contributing factor that Microsoft quote unquote wins the case? Uh, I think they're going to get it anyway, only because well, there's nothing illegal about the business. Um, PlayStation isn't going anywhere, but we will get into that momentarily. King David, or should I say King Crocs himself, uh, you have started a momentum. Everyone is taking pictures of Crocs. I'm seeing it left, right, and center. You're always tagged in it. You better be getting at least 10% of, uh, of, the, of, the, of the monies that Crocs is uh, getting thanks to you. First of all, brother, if you don't know who King David is, I don't know what rock you crawled out of, but he is one of the more, one of the more powerful voices on. The Iron Lords podcast. King, how you feeling, brother? Welcome back. I'm feeling fantastic, and I wish I was getting 10%. I think I need to get hold on that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> always great to hang out with friends and family. And I'm going to tell you, uh, these two guys are both that. You know, uh, Hogue does a tremendous service for uh, guiding uh, us uh, in the backgrounds. Uh, with legal stuff, trust me. If you have any questions, you go to him. Uh, he's not cheap, uh, so. Uh, <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you, uh, his uh, information and his abilities is hardcore and sure. Uh, and Boom is uh, a tried and true friend. So um, hopefully, we we'll be getting together soon. You know, to go see uh, Creed three with uh, Everborn. So. Hopefully yeah. that, that, that sound that sounds like a dope plan, and I I would very much look forward to that, folks. Listen, we we got it. We got to rip the bandaid right off. We got to get into uh, why we're here. Um, obviously, uh, over the weekend something happened with the EU regulators, uh, and one of their representatives, uh, in my opinion, misrepresented uh, the the entire uh, you know. Uh, EU commission it, again in my opinion uh, I was talking to the whole on the green room before we went 
live. And like I said earlier, if you didn't know, I was a, re- a retired, I am a retired New York City police officer. Uh, and one of the big no-nos that you can get in major trouble. And for us, uh, if you were to get in trouble for an infraction, kind of like what happened with Ricardo Cardoso, who represents the EU, um, we would be suspended and lose 30 days of vacation. That's what would happen with us. Uh, and there could be more. It, you could be suspended for more. But usually the infraction that you get hit with is 30-30. You get suspended for 30 days without pay and you lose 30 vacation days. And that's devastating because you only get 18 vacation days per year. So just imagine you are now out 18 months of vacation for something stupid. Uh, and and what, what that would be is, let's say, for instance, uh, I was still working as a police officer and I went on to the socials representing myself uh, as an individual, as I have the right to do. But we, were, we have always been taught and, the, and in the patrol guide for us, one of the rules is even if you're off duty, well, you're kind of not off duty. Uh, and if you get involved in something, well, you, you, you have to take police action. Usually they don't want you to get involved. Usually they want you to make a phone call. But if I were to get out there and let's say give my opinion on you know, an abuse case in Brooklyn, and I was a Bronx, a Bronx police officer, guess what? I would get in big trouble. I would get a knock at the door from, from, uh, from inspections, and I would be suspended. they take my gun and shield, and I'd be in big trouble. And the reason why I bring that up is because, well, Ricardo Cardoso, who does is not currently working on the ABK deal, came out and he used two words. Two words that damned his whole statement my PlayStation. And what that's that that sent shockwaves around the industry for a lot for for tremendous reasons, folks. Uh, when you have a 70 billion dollar deal, uh, and, and, and let's let's call a spade a spade here, folks. It is the biggest deal in tech history, it is the biggest deal in Microsoft history, and it's gonna have a lot of eyes, it's gonna have a lot, a lot of opinions. Uh, but you, but in no way, shape, or form should anyone from the uh, EU Commission or the CMA, which uses emojis with block signs and really <laughs> ridiculous stuff. Um, uh, you know, Rich, I, I want to go to you first because uh, I'm going to add your video to uh, this when this goes on the video on demand. You must watch it. Uh, Rich breaks down everything that went wrong. Uh, and he gives his opinions. He gives some of those opinions live on the air for you. Uh, one of the things that you were pretty strong about is the way that he, even though he has nothing to do with this case, even though he is not uh, actually involved in the decision, if you go back to his LinkedIn, he was on uh, a few months ago, as, as soon as five months ago, on the team that does in fact you know be that he's he was one of the spokespersons for the eu commission that would render opinions you know about a decision uh, i thought it was in bad taste i thought it was extremely unprofessional but you know one of the things rich that we kept hearing people keep asking and, and i don't think they understand and you broke it down in your video perfectly but i'd like you to kind of get into it here people keep asking me boom did this win the case for microsoft what is your answer to that? No. You want me to elaborate on that? Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. Of course, elaborate. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So, I mean, here's the thing, right? So I did a video on this. I really appreciate you linking it, Boom. Of course. Uh, the, the issue for me is what I've called optics, 
um, in both my tweets and in my video, which is not to say that we need to sit here and be conspiracy theorists and we need to say, yes, the European Commission is definitely compromised and this is the evidence. Uh, but it is to say that a reasonable person can look at somebody that has an office in that regulatory body that goes out with, I'm going to say different words from the tweet. For folks that don't know, it's the, the My PlayStation kind of highlights it a little bit. But the real problem is that the tweet says, the commission is working to ensure. Now, mm -hmm. I honestly don't care what comes after that. At that point in time, when you are R. Cardoso EU, European Union, when you look through the profile, you see he has a job at the commission that he's talking about. And when it comes out as the commission is working to ensure, that to me sounds for all the world like you are speaking for whatever is happening at the commission. Mm -hmm. Now, after that point in time, maybe you're going to talk about something that is legal, that is fine, that is okay. We can talk about the substance there. And that substance goes and says, oh, no, we're not talking about anything that's okay from a legal perspective. We can get into that from a more wholesome way uh, as we continue with this episode. But that, that's an issue in and of itself. The number one top line issue is that he is speaking for the commission. Now, he's going to say in, in kind of his defense that that wasn't the case. The European Commission is actually going to come out and say he, his profile says he speaks only for himself. But that never works when you're talking about your employer or somebody that you could plausibly have an inside scoop from, right? You can say that my views are my own. And what that's designed to do on social media is allow you to say, I hate pineapple pizza. Mm -hmm. And then the employer can go out there and say, he does not speak for us pineapple fans. <laughs> and they can separate from the individual notion. When you go out there and say something about the employer, the employer is stuck. They can say, oh, he only speaks for himself, but it sounds for all the world is very hollow. So it isn't a good look, no matter what he says after the commission is working to ensure. And I think we can actually look at his history and find out why. I think he made a mistake, essentially. He used to be the spokesperson for the competition group. He used to make these tweets officially that say the commission is working to do whatever. Uh, and so I think he just lost the voice there when he's not that spokesperson and that he created a problem. But for the folks that are asking, does it win the case? No, no, there's there's no necessary reason to believe that he's on any of these groups. The European Commission has said he's not a part of any of the deciding groups. What it does do is it presents that open potential for bias. And if Microsoft were to find itself on the wrong end of a European Commission determination, and instead of giving them whatever concessions they want, uh, they try to block the deal and Microsoft it finds themselves in a position where they have to appeal that uh, to their appeals court. Because as we talk about a lot, these regulators aren't the final deciders of these things. There's a judicial process in every jurisdiction. Microsoft finds itself appealing to them. They can point to a history of problems that the European Commission has had in the recent years of things that the appeals court has found them to be doing wrongly. And then they can point to this and say, look, folks. This for all the world looks like the European Commission had decided, predetermined, what we might call prejudged or prejudiced yes. Microsoft, and that can't be an acceptable way to implement these laws. And so they go to the appeals and say, we were denied our due process, we were denied our rights in the European Union, uh, and it is evident for the world to see. Now, is that a winner? No, it's not a winner automatically. But it is something that helps put the thumb on the scale. So, no, I wouldn't take this if you're a Microsoft fan or an Activision fan or just a fan of major $70 billion transactions. <laughs> as a silver bullet, it gets it. this done. But it is something that Microsoft has filed in their electronic discovery folder and is ready to implement if they need to uh, going forward. And, and to me, outside of this, people call me an Xbox show because I think they have the right side of this argument, what have you. Uh, but however you feel about this, 
as an outside party, a lawyer, someone that looks at these regulators and knows they have to be neutral and unbiased, this is kind of the worst defense to me because you are giving ammunition to people that want to go out there and say you predecide these things. All of this is fakery. And there's a lot of corporations that need to be talked to by regulators. Let's be honest. Yeah. And this puts those regulators in a difficult position because Ricardo here went out there and it looks like the European Union decided on what they were going to do in Microsoft before their actual investigation. Because for folks that don't know, the period of time right now is between phase one and phase two. And what phase one does is you look at kind of a high level 30,000 foot view and you say, well, could there be a problem here? And I've said to everybody since January of this last year, everybody that's got a phase two is going to phase two because nobody can look at a merger of this type with this major kind of impact on the business and major intellectual property within the industry and be able to say, no, definitively not. We don't even have to look at it anymore. Uh, the people with a phase two regulatory process are going to say, yes, it certainly could. And we're going to have to look at it more. And right. that's what the EU has done. That's what the US has done. That's what the UK has done. Now, have the UK and the EU stepped in it in communications a little bit? Yes. You can see why the US shuts up. All right. Well, listen, you know, I'm going to come back around to you in a second because I want yeah. to talk about, I have a few other questions for you. But King, uh, you had a chance to digest this. Obviously, you know, you're a businessman. Uh, you, you have several businesses, as a matter of fact. And if someone were to... Uh, quote unquote, step out of line and say something on behalf of you that you didn't authorize, <laughs> you would probably put your boot up there. You know what? Or fire them or both. What were your what's your personal opinions on exactly what happened over the weekend with Mr. Cardoso? Well, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, <laughs> let me first clarify this by I am an Xbox shield and <laughs> I do not take uh, a nonpartisan um, stance as my neutral comrade here, Hulk, right? So my interest lies like Mr. Cordova's interest lies in his best interest, which is the console he went out to purchase or was gifted. The console he went out and purchased and or was gifted, as we can read from this tweet where he says, my PlayStation is his PlayStation. So he clearly has drawn a line in the sand where he, Mr. Cordova, says that he or Ricardo really, really cares about this plastic box that is in jeopardy because of said deal. Now, could you imagine to his dismay if he reads or hears Jim Ryan saying, we have nothing that can compete with this. Uh, this is detrimental to the PlayStation brand. Of course, he's going to fear a little, uh, have a little bit of fear. Be a little frightful, of course, because this is his favorite machine. He probably plays this machine always. Probably plays Call of Duty. Here's the problem. When you say the commission is working <laughs> to ensure <laughs> you have the backing of the commission. This is what the tweet says. The, the commission is behind you, right? So that's, now, what, it, that's what it certainly implies. Th th it implies it. If, if, yeah. I, if I say I am backed by, the, if I go to a, uh, uh, Mexico, the U.S. 
they <laughs> backs me with my moves, then they're going to think that I'm working for the government or something like that. But that's absolutely it, correct. Yeah. It turns out that he actually does work for them. And it turns out that he actually was on some type of board earlier that probably saw this come across the table. Herein lies the bias. This is the bias that I was talking about before. So, of course, he has his interests at heart. And his interest at heart is preserving his PlayStation. Now, I don't know if he's been along uh, in gaming in this space for a long period of time to have witnessed Sega, Atari, ColecoVision, and other companies of that ilk disappear. But if he was, like myself, that old, to have been there to see these companies go away, you don't know what actually happens that makes the downfalls. Most of the time, it implode from within. If you can pinpoint it, you would like to stop it. Maybe Call of Duty is the pinpoint. And he's afraid. Maybe. I'm assuming by the tweet, this is what I'm extrapolating from his own words. I was concerned because somebody in that building has an interest. And that interest, remember before, <laughs> they said they were looking in the best interest of the consumer, but it didn't seem like that. And it doesn't seem like that because the best interest of the consumer would be probably an entry-level uh, service that you can get in, that you can get stuff that's cheaper, that can actually drive commerce inside your environment. This is what I would think that would be in the best interest of the people. But again, you have to make sure that there's no underhanded shady stuff that's going on. So yep. if that is the interest, then my PlayStation should have never showed up there. That tweet should have never happened. And you should have never said the commission is working to ensure. So you gave yourself, like you walked in the room, showed your ID card, I'm with the commission, and I love my PlayStation. That is terrible. And it's a black eye for the commission because no matter how they rule, it's going to look as bias, right? Because a lot of people, we don't understand. I'm the layman. We don't understand. Why is it going to phase two? Why? Why? Why yeah. is it this? And then you see this tweet. You say, aha. Yeah, right? that's so, the aha moment that they didn't want and they and it and shouldn't got be. It. So we have a tinfoil hat. Like Hoke says, he doesn't believe in conspiracy theories. I do. Right? So he's on that side. I'm on this side. And I do believe that there is some form of bias there. I do believe that it's some form of uh, old guys club there that they know each other stuff. I don't know. But for me, I want Call of Duty and Game Pass, right? right? So if I was to make that tweet and I work for Microsoft, that's a conflict of interest there, right? If I'm on some type of commission that can get stuff passed. So again, I think <laughs> we've seen people tweet stuff out very recently, and they're being held to the fire very recently on their own personal accounts. He should be held to the same fire with the same tweet because this is a $70 billion deal that you're talking on 
And I don't know what your stakes are in it, but you're in the building and you could go up to somebody and whisper in their ear, this is not good for Sony. Make sure you vote the other way. I don't know his alliances and I don't know his allegiances, but I can speculate. And remember, I told you before I started, I'm an Xbox shield. <laughs> you're not you're not wrong for having that opinion. Uh, the the problem is optics. I I think I think Rich <laughs> yeah. really did uh, knock it out of the park with that. Optics are are can make uh, you know make make us as outsiders looking in have a prejudged uh, opinion about something that is supposed to be done by the books. It's supposed to be done using facts. It's supposed to be done uh, by using actual law. Um, and when you see someone that, again, he doesn't, maybe maybe he's not working on the case, but he still represents the EU commission. Yeah. I find a real big problem with this. Um, as, like I said, I gave you the uh, um, opinion of what would happen to me if I did that uh, as, a, as, a, as an employee of the NYPD, which I am no longer. But if I did that, I would be held to a to a very high standard because I am not representing uh, the department on a particular case, and I, I and I sh- and we are, we have we are told you cannot comment on a case publicly. You can have an opinion, but you keep that within the you know you don't put that on the socials because when you do that, you tend to how you get into big trouble. Um, you know, Rich, I, I want to go back to you because um, this really again I'm not sure if this is the cart before the horse. Uh, but we did see Phil Spencer once again uh, come out on an uh, on you know on a podcast uh, that was run by The Verge. It was called The Coder. Um, he got he got a chance to sit down and Call of Duty, which seems to be the only thing that's happening with this deal. If you, if you if you looked at the the rhetoric that has been happening, it's King very rarely comes up into the conversation. We know that King is the most important thing, not this King David, but King. The actual mobile company. <laughs> I've said that before. I said that you know. I mean, if you look at the numbers, the last quarter, Candy Crush made a billion dollars yep. in ninety days. In ninety like days, they made a billion dollars. It, 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 it's 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 mind numbing mm. how much money that actually makes, right? Uh, so for me, I, I I see one of the problems I think with this community, which is a lot of us, and I'm putting everybody in the under umbrella. Sometimes we look through the keyhole. Instead of looking out the window and or, open, or seeing the open door where there's this big vast thing that that's how I see this deal. I don't. Th- I think Call of Duty is a part of it. I think it's an important IP that's a part of the the, the you know the mate the majority of what this deal looks like on paper. But in reality, Blizzard holds such an important part to Microsoft and PC. King. I mean, we we just saw Phil Spencer talk about it. He says if we don't have a thumbprint in mobile ultimately we have failed because it's it got to be more than console they don't have us they don't have a presence in mobile they will now my my question to you is um you know you've been covering this on your channel to and, and like i said if, if you don't know uh who hovelor is please go go and subscribe because uh he's his stuff's incredible he, he posts almost every day and he has playlists that are as long as my arm and i'm a big man i'm six feet so i they're long can Phil Spencer and, and and this is really the question to, uh, to, to for, you know for, for for both of you, but I'll go to Rich first on this. Rich, he, can he make it any more clear 
that Call of Duty is going to stay on PlayStation. But I, I think what they're—I don't know who's looking for this, and I don't think it's ever been done in business. The word "forever" cannot be in a contract because that's—that's—it it doesn't make any sense. Phil Spencer can't say Call of Duty is going to be in, in PlayStation forever. He can say it's going to be there as, and he said it is be is going to be there as long as there's a PlayStation platform. Can he make it any clearer? And is he doing all of this, you know, uh, this this you know you know podcasts and, and interviews to once again? I mean, he I mean, he's told regulators this, I'm sure personally, but now this is this is now the public perception. What else can he do? Well, he can sign a consent decree. Right. Yeah. Mean, and, and here's the deal from the Microsoft side of things, right? So January comes around, they sign a deal to buy Activision. Very shortly thereafter, they start signaling that they want Call of Duty to be available on Sony. Uh, right. they, they start in late January, they continue in February. That's where you get some of the kind of communications that have now proven to be uh, a little bit uh, controversy creating uh, as between Phil Spencer. Uh, and uh, uh, I've forgotten the name of the Sony head, Mr. Ryan. Oh, Jim Ryan. Yes. Jim Ryan. Thank you. I wanted to say Jack Ryan, and I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no. That's, that's yeah, that's Jack Reacher. <laughs> yeah, Jack Ryan was not uh, involved with Sony. He was busy hunting for a stolen Russian submarine. Uh, but no, Jim Ryan uh, and uh, Phil Spencer. And so what Microsoft was doing, and I have very early videos in the playlist to talk about this, is that they're signaling what they would be okay with agreeing to as a concession. So from a legal perspective, the way this works is these regulators are going to go and they're going to decide whether they think this deal is at all problematic, that it lowers the level of competition in some market. Now, people say all of video games, that's silly. Microsoft is seventh or fifth or whatever you want to do. And Microsoft is doing a good job of trying to establish it. it's a very low rank and we can't change anything. Uh, but one of the things that the regulators are looking at is maybe there's a sub market that they need to be more concerned with, in particular, subscription gaming might be its own market and Microsoft has a leg up right there or cloud gaming might be its own market. Microsoft has a leg up there. Now I think those are both bad arguments. And I think a phase two is probably going to cut those off to some extent, but regulators don't have power much like if you think about as, as you say, as an ex police officer, police officers don't have power until they've got a, a law that's been broken mm -hmm. until they've got something to enforce. Right? So regulators at a first kind of situation have to establish that there's a deal that's a problem. And once there's a deal that there's a problem in front of them, as they determine on their own, then they can start to ask for concessions. They can say, all right, we think that the Activision Microsoft merger is a problem for reasons X, Y, and Z, but it wouldn't be a problem. We'd be okay with it if you agreed to one, two, and three. And so what Microsoft goes out there and does very early this year is starts to signal in public what they would be okay signing as a consent decree. And one of those was Call of Duty. Now, they thought they could get around this a little bit, much like they got around kind of the unions and the employer situation by getting the actual stakeholders on their side, right? That's why they communicate with Sony early on. We saw this with respect to the unions where they are communicating on the union side and they get the union to switch their position with respect to the FTC by essentially agreeing to accept all unions that Activision brings with it, right? We saw that in the middle of the year. So this was the Microsoft plan was to go and talk to these actual stakeholders and say, what do we what do you need to get you on the other side of this so that we can all talk to the FTC or the CMA or the EC all together? They say, Sony, we're happy to extend this. You've got a marketing deal right now. Let's extend a guarantee that Call of Duty is going to be on your platform for, I think, the rumors are it's another 
three years, I think, from 2024. Yeah. And that's where Jim Ryan then goes public a couple of months ago and says it was ridiculous and flatly absurd or whatever the heck he says. So Microsoft doesn't win that fight. But what they continue to do is they continue to say, we'd be okay with a mandate that Call of Duty be on there. We've looked at the numbers. Chances are in their back rooms, they say, you know what? It actually makes a lot of money. Obviously, the entire Activision business model is premised around the fact that they sell to a platform and they collect their 70 and the platform collects its 30 and Activision makes a lot of money. Microsoft's looked at this and say, that's eh, actually fine with us for a, uh, a multiplayer kind of deal. Call of Duty is okay. We really want King, which I think you properly identify as driving a lot of this. Microsoft sees that mobile is where the money lives in video gaming. Sorry, folks, it's true. Uh, and they want to get in with some functional company to start out with. So King's driving a lot of the conversation. Call of Duty is, of course, wonderful to get as an asset. Microsoft says, yeah, you know what, hostage-taking regulators? If you were to force us to sign to give Call of Duty to Sony for a period of time, we would be okay with that. Now, at the same time, out of the other side of their mouth, if you recall these actual press conferences, uh, you have Sachi Nadella out there saying, but we don't think a consent decree is required. And, and why do these parties do that? It's because Microsoft is okay with it, but they'd really prefer to not be on the hook with a contract gotcha. with the government if they can yeah. avoid it. Right. So Phil keeps going out in public and saying, we're going to give it to PlayStation. We're going to give it to PlayStation. We're going to give it to PlayStation. He knows now at this point, they've, they've had the conversations with the FTC. We've seen what the CMA has done. We've seen certain aspects of what the EC has done now. He knows that it's very likely they're going to ask for a Call of Duty concession. Like They're signaling that back at him. And so he's trying to get to a place where they don't have to sign a consent decree because a consent decree is a liability, right? If you're looking at this from a lawyer's perspective, you can breach those. You can't breach a promise made on the decoder podcast to the verge, right. right? So Sony on the other side of this, uh, you know, I don't, I don't have an Xbox medallion. So I, I, I look at these things from both directions, but Sony on the other side of this says, yeah, your promises are great, Phil, uh, but words are wind. And we'd really like it if a regulator had your signing uh, something that mandates this for us. And so that's what's really being debated. The other aspect of this that you said is businesses can't sign perpetual contracts. And that is very true. You cannot bind yourself as a business to a future that you don't understand. And understand this, providing Call of Duty is not something that you pull off the Call of Duty tree out back. Call of Duties don't manifest themselves. They're hundreds. I love of that. That's great. The Call of Duty tree. <laughs> right. Well, so we know Call of Duty is super popular right now. We have no idea what the video game consumer base wants out of games in 2037. Right. We just don't. Right. Uh, and so you can't commit to spending hundreds of millions of dollars on something that may or may not work. Uh, and so that's what the fight is about. There's currently a deal that goes through 2024. As far as we know, all of this is leaked. We're not in these rooms, but we can use this as kind of a background. We know that Phil offered to take it through 2027, probably not the marketing end, probably not the Game Pass exclusion, probably not those aspects, but to make Call of Duty available. Sony said it was flatly unacceptable. And now the regulators are probably going to make something like a parity requirement for a Call of Duty release for, I, I keep pulling out seven years. I like the poetry there because that's the average length of a modern generation of consoles. That's enough right. time for Sony to come up with a competitor uh, and that kind of thing. But we don't know. And, and all of us out here, even me, are, we're speculating and guessing because at the end of the day, if a regulator finds that there's a problem, they can ask for virtually anything uh, right. that they think addresses this problem in the marketplace, including stuff that doesn't relate to this deal particularly at all. They could ask for certain things on cloud gaming. They could ask for certain things with respect to Bethesda properties. We don't know what that's going to look like. And one of the things that Microsoft is paying its very well-paid lawyers to do 
is to try to work through this whole process and get to a point where for all the regulators that are likely to ask for anything like a concession, they line up so that they can make one product offering across the world. So that's that's really what takes as long as it does here uh, in, the, in the end states for the next three or four months. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting because uh, hopefully this will be all wrapped up uh, in March of 2023. I think that's when they're supposed to come back with their final decision, I would imagine. Uh, we've heard that in de- in December or January, the FTC is expected to, and you had you had you had uh, and, and greatly explained that the FTC doesn't approve the deal; they just don't oppose it. Where they're going to take Microsoft to court in order to block the deal, they just won't say anything. Uh, at that point, I don't know if we'll, if we'll even know. Will Microsoft say anything? That that's the real question. You know, it'll be pretty there. quiet usually when the FTC does anything. Now, understand the FTC doesn't only have the two, right? It doesn't have a, except let the timer run out or or sue in block. What is the most likely outcome of all this is that the FTC says, we think there's a problem with competition, regardless of how you feel about that panel. Uh, we think there's a problem with competition and we're going to negotiate concessions now. And then that okay. process is untimed and it's all behind closed doors. And also Microsoft will be working to synthesize whatever those concessions are across the others. So chances are the FTC doesn't say anything. Uh, and then you arrive at some kind of solution with the European contingency, both UK and EU. And at that point in time, the deal goes through as the FTC also announces whatever it got or didn't get with respect to Microsoft. So that all kind of happens at once. Uh, if you think about deals that you might have otherwise seen in the news, like uh Disney and Fox is the one that I think a lot of people are familiar with. Yes. Where Fox was ma- Disney was made to do concessions. Um, and so they had to work through all of that. But once that was worked through, the deal happened like the next day. Okay. That, that, well, that's, I'm glad that you made mention of that. King, I want to get your opinion on these interviews with Phil Spencer. But before I do, I got to catch up on some of the Super Chats. been quite a few of them. The first one of the day comes to us from Andy B. Drumming. He drops an outstanding $10 super chat and says in Phil's most recent interview, he said that none of the regulators have reached out with any concessions so far with the FTC portion ending soon. Is that something to be concerned about? What do you, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Rich? No, no, okay. they don't offer concessions to, uh, to start out with. They, uh, that, that process doesn't happen until they have a formal legal decision uh, that there is, an issue. substantial lessening of competition. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. And so uh, that that process goes and then and then there's conversations about what is needed there. It's also why you see I think this was some somewhat misreported a little bit that Microsoft didn't offer their own concessions at the phase one turnaround uh, for both the UK and the EU, uh, which is completely understandable because as phase one ends in their investigations, uh, you're essentially negotiating against yourself. Uh, yes. Neither of those regulators will have decided on what they're going to ask of you yet. Uh, and so the the company is fully allowed to go offer things, but it's ill-advised if I were legal counsel. Uh, and certainly their legal counsel seems to have taken that same approach, which is it's dumb to just start saying, oh, we'll, uh, we'll block it for 10 years. Uh, what, you didn't want that? All right, we'll also do this and this and this. It's like, um, no, that's, you, you know, this scene in movies, right? The guy <laughs> that's nervous that gets into the room and tries to uh-huh. just solve this deal on his own. No, Microsoft's like, yeah, we'll wait. What are you going to ask for? Yeah, no, I mean, that's good. I, I agree. I, I putting, your, putting, your, putting your neck on the, on the chopping block before they tell you to do so is dumb. 
Uh, and I'm glad they didn't do that. Uh, Sith Lord, generous friend of the program, just a $2 super chat and says, do we know when the FTC will decide in the U.S.? And yeah, that's going to be December or January, as it's been reported. Uh, Highlander 001 drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, morning, everyone. Looks like Twitter is breaking a, a, a consent dis a decree. Could Microsoft do the same thing? What could happen if they did? Uh, <laughs> I don't, don't think know that's... if Twitter's breaking their consent decree. We do know the FTC's rattling their sabers. Uh, yeah. So a consent decree, like any contract, can is be worth on a page, right? I say this a lot in virtual legality on my channel, but a contract <laughs> is only worth what you're willing to enforce in it. And that goes for private parties. That goes for government regulators. Uh, and so the FTC is looking at Twitter real carefully. And if mm -hmm. you had a consent decree with Xbox, the reason these take a while even after you've decided there's a problem, there'll still probably be a negotiation period, is just think intuitively how difficult it is to try to anticipate the ways that Microsoft could get around what you're writing or that Microsoft would be worried bind them too much. You're trying to say, let's just say that Call of Duty were the only thing that we're being asked for. What does that look like? It, what is, how do you define feature parity for what you want to enforce against Microsoft, especially if you're going to cross a generational threshold? What are you going to say about Game Pass? What are you going to say about development? Are they obligated to make a Call of Duty? Microsoft isn't going to like that. How much are they obligated to spend? Do they have to market it on these various platforms? Do you have to mention? So you have to actually go through this whole process. This is what lawyers do. This is why we get paid. And try to think about the parade of horribles, which is what we usually call it. How can this go terribly wrong? And you have uh, an antagonistic relationship right microsoft doesn't want to be regulated here and the regulators want to make sure that they aren't dumped on by what people are going to find is to be a not useful consent decree if they go out there with a press release that says we found all these major problems and this is the solve and somebody says you found those problems and that's what you negotiated that doesn't <laughs> look great pol politically either so yeah. it's a tough room when you're going through one of these yeah no that's good stuff i appreciate the uh, the insight because that's some of the stuff i didn't even know uh, Mandingo McThickens. That's a very generous $10. Which I best name in the My chat mind. for sure. Yeah, exactly. If it goes to court, could Microsoft use the tweet among other, uh, I mean, uh, among more significant data to prove their, their position? I think it's disgusting what's going on. I think Call of Duty should stay, though I'd enjoy Phil pulling it. I, I think that, well, first of all, pulling Call of Duty is leaving potentially an entire, see, again, what you won't see Microsoft do is what is killing Square Enix. Square Enix is a sinking ship because they sided with Sony and they put out games. They painted themselves into a corner and they forgot that the Xbox market exists. They have they do put sparingly uh, sparingly amounts of games on Nintendo Switch, but not as much as PlayStation. And they wonder why they can't afford to make AAA games is because they backed the wrong horse. No pun intended. Uh, if they would have been more, uh, you know, forward thinking, they would have been like, if we release games everywhere, we'll have money coming in. And their games are niche. Their games are great. Some of them are some of some of them are fantastic. Some of them not so much. See, but this is an excellent example of where a disclaimer about other people that are speaking do not represent your own views that mm. would have worked for Ricardo if he wasn't just talking about his own employer. Because I will say, Boom does not speak for me on Square Enix here. I love my <laughs> Square Enix games. You leave me alone. <laughs> I love it. Uh, listen, King, let, let's get your your opinion on what Phil Spencer has been saying. Now, you are notorious for delivering the name Phil Dominus Maximus Aurelius Spencer. You are the one that coined it. Phil blushes every time he hears it because, well, 
it's a big title, and he I think he's deserving of it. But my question to you is, what what were your thoughts on him basically just laying bare? Look, folks, Call of Duty is going to stay everywhere that we can put it. As a matter of fact, and this is the thing that's that's shocking to me, it is coming to the Switch via the cloud. Unless mm-hmm. the, unless the Switch Pro comes out and blows the you know the, the uh, side of the water with which which we don't expect it to be, it, it's probably it. going to be no, it, it's probably going to be not even as powerful as the Series S. But that's what <laughs> Nintendo does, and they do good. They do good work with what they have. Uh, they do have four games currently running on the Switch via the cloud that got reviewed very well: Resident Evil Two, Three, Seven, and Eight, all on the cloud, and they've had others. Um, for you, hearing Phil Spencer out there with this disclaimer that, hey, listen, enough already. He's probably tired of hearing and talking about the Call of Duty. At the end of the day, that's all he's probably talking about. What are your thoughts on these interviews? Everybody likes magic tricks, right? Yes. You're watching the biggest magic trick right in front of you. The biggest magic trick in front of you is getting everyone to believe that <laughs> Call of Duty is the actual prize. I've said that before. Correct. Yes. The real trick was King. (laughs) Yes. hundred percent. Yeah. The real trick was right behind your ear and you didn't even know it. They reach behind and they pull out the coin and boom. So yeah, they already know they don't want to take call of duty off of PlayStation. That's 70%. Yeah. You could cut yourself out of 70%. If they want to pay $70 plus for a game that they can get inside Game Pass, I'm not going to tell you I have a cheaper option here that you can get into. And if you if you choose, it's over here. But hey, 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 hey don't leave. Stay right here. Mm-hmm. You can pick it up day and date. Just the same way you was doing before. Nothing's going to change. And the parody thing. I think Hogue touched on that, and I think that is the biggest stickler. Right? Because Sony wants parody. Performance parody. Yeah. Okay? It's a reason. Because that 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 ensures that that Call of Duty is not going to be marketably better. Here. Like, if you, if you give a commercial and it says Xbox uh Call of Duty plays best here. And you get Digital Foundry and it says it's marketably better over here. Then that's a problem, right? Because you're paying $70 for the same product, but it's marketably better here. So why shouldn't I just, just go over here and get it for cheaper? So I think the parody thing is probably the biggest sticking point and I think that's what Jim is addressing. I don't really think he's addressing the years that Call of Duty will be there. Because if Phil tells you, yo, I'll give you another three years, it's cool. After we do, after the deal is up, you're not going to get marketing. But it'll be there. Three more years. As long as PlayStation is in existence. That's a scary, scary sentence. Right? Because... That means, and if you want to be nefarious and you want to have a little tinfoil hat like myself, that means you can you can envision, like I've said, that there's no PlayStation 6. <laughs> because at some point in time, there's going to be a wipe out of the competition because, like Hulk said, 
they could look at other avenues. Microsoft wants mobile. They want your phone. Yes, they do. All right. So that's how you reach 3 billion people like that. They're ready with the tweet that I put out today. Samsung already made it official. It's going to be in their televisions, the 2022 televisions. The app is going to be there. So, again, where their biggest reach, where they need it to be, is in mobile. This is where King is actually King. This is where Candy Crush and, you know, Hulk yeah. said, who plays it? Me, <laughs> me actually. <laughs> when I'm, Candy when Crush I'm, is a lot of fun. My wife and I play it all the time. It's fantastic. Yeah. When I'm waiting online someplace, you know, hey, flip it out real quick. It's a, it's a quick fix. Very quick. Get your gaming on. They want that space. They need that mobile space. And it it regenerates money. It generates money. And because, so, see, what I was explaining to my wife, and we and I've done this experiment with her, right? Every time uh, we take our, our payments from the companies or whatever, I give her hundred dollars in ones. And I'm like, what? Why would you do that? <laughs> what sense does that make? Right? She's so much reluctant in not touching that money at all because she can physically see it. But her credit card, she swipes like a, like a banshee. <laughs> right? When you see the money there, you're not going to spend it. Candy Crush. Oh, let me get this little piece. I, I, $5, whatever. Those $5 add up, right? And if this guy online is doing $5 and that guy online is doing that $5 and the next guy and, and so on and so on, because no money physically is leaving your hands, it makes it so easy for those transactions to happen. Yeah. That's why you can buy stuff digitally. And that's why digital is exploding. It's such a rapid pace that they're trying to play catch up. So Microsoft is ahead of the curve, right? When it comes to cloud gaming and it comes to this game pass, they kind of figured certain things out, but they know the biggest key is King. So the ABK deal, yeah, you got a lot of nice properties here and they want people to keep worrying about Call of Duty. They've been decided that they was gonna let Call of Duty stay there. They've been decided that it was never taking it away. So there was nothing to be afraid of. When Hulk says, watch the cloud, because they have directly positioned themselves to actually be cloud dominant because they're not cloud dependent. The services is not dependent upon the cloud. That makes them dangerous. So that means when cloud does become a dominant force, they are already entrenched and they already have the IPs for it, and they already have the infrastructure. So maybe it might be concessions there, but maybe not. Maybe they're falling for the banana in the tailpipe, which I keep saying is Call of Duty, and maybe they pull one last trick, one last rabbit out of their hat, pull that coin from behind their ear at the last second because they have really good lawyers, and they get past this. And you have Call of Duty. And if you raise your hand and say, we did it, and there's no concession for cloud, and there's no concession for streaming services, that is the win Microsoft is looking for. Yep, I agree. I agree. I, th I think you're onto something. Listen, uh, uh, Hogue and uh, King, I got one last question. And I'm going to yes, go first on this. 
Um, there, you know, when you say the word uh, consent decrees, a lot of people don't know what that is. That is an agreement that is in writing that Microsoft agrees to through negotiation. Uh, the CMA, the EU, the FTC, they're going to say, listen, you know, these are the areas we have issues. Microsoft can say, listen, this is how we can make it better. And ultimately, which we're all hoping happens, is they all come together and, and, and cooler heads prevail and they sign the deal. Right. They said, OK, you've 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 met our requirements. Deal is done. Now, one of the biggest things for Microsoft is, uh, as we've seen in past years, is not console sales. It is Game Pass subscriptions. That is the most important thing for them. Uh, how do you get people to subscribe to your service? And that's very easy. Content. Content is king. We've seen it done with Disney. We've seen it done with Netflix. They spend millions and millions of dollars to get said content on said platform to make you, me, and King, and everyone in the chat, which we're 500 deep right now, um, uh, subscribe to. Uh, whether you're, whether like me, I have like at least a dozen subscription services that I that I that I pay for monthly, and it brings me entertainment from left, right, and center. Uh, my question to you is: We know Call of Duty is ultimately going to stay on PlayStation. Uh, parity is going to be, and what that basically means is that it's going to look as good on the PlayStation as it does on the Xbox. Xbox isn't going to, or Microsoft isn't going to, um, you know, hold, you know, uh, you know the, the, the 60 FPS mode or the 120 FPS mode as an exclusive to Xbox. They're not going to do that. But a question came up this weekend on living split screen i talked about it yesterday a lot of people were very bothered by it uh, i thought it was a fantastic question and it comes the way of pong soul who is an amazing member of this community and he said what he thinks ultimately could happen and i want to get your opinion on this is that microsoft is so entrenched in getting this deal done that they might even agree to launch call of duty into playstation plus premium the same day they do it for uh, Xbox Game Pass. Now, I disagree a thousand percent because then why do the deal? They're spending the $70 billion investment. Sony should not have the right to have that in their service unless they pay for it because it wouldn't be for free. But again, getting Call of Duty into uh, the game, the service that I think is the best, which is which is Game Pass, it costs me $15 a month. I don't have to spend 70 bucks. Do you think that's a possibility that they would be some sort of a, decree, a consent decree of that nature dictating how Microsoft uh, or where Microsoft puts Call of Duty content. Microsoft is going to be really reluctant to pre-agree to a whole host of potential business model alternatives. Uh, and in the past, historically, regulators would be reluctant to get too deep into the weeds as to exactly how you're going to sell your product or service. Uh, regulators historically, the good ones especially, uh, have understood that they are not in the business of whatever industry they're regulating, right? They, they're not game sales people. They aren't right. hardware manufacturers. They aren't engineers. So they're supposed to be looking out for things in broad strokes and then identifying a problem and saying, you know, what can be done on this, considering alternatives and, and negotiating those. But if you get too far down into this is what Call of Duty will look like. This is how this service will be run. This is what Game Pass will do or won't do. This is how xCloud will interact with that. 
uh, you get into a place where as a, a corporate lawyer, right? Get, get, let's get my tilts out there, right? I'm not an Xbox shill, but I, in general, I've been working for almost 20 years now to get transactions done uh, and approved and that kind of thing. The corporate lawyer in me looks at that and says, I get squeamish when a regulator starts to try to run your company. Um, and, and that's where I would be very reluctant uh, if I were one of these regulatory bodies. But I will say this, they have certainly been um, rattling those sabers we talked about earlier uh, on the basis that they do want to get more into the weeds on these kinds of things. My sincere hope is if they've got a problem, they, they leave it at a problem, they look at concessions and things like that, uh, rather than trying to CEO, trying to be Phil or, or anyone else on gotcha. any other business. Uh, but I can't speak for that because we're still in an area of transition for these regulators. Mm -hmm. um, we're still in a place where they have represented that they're going to be historically more active uh, than they have been in the past. Uh, and everybody's waiting to see what that looks like in practice. We've got some silly decisions from the FTC with respect to Facebook. We've got some silly decisions <laughs> with respect to EEC. We've got some silliness happening right now with the CMA. We don't know what that manifests as in the long term, because as I also said, they're not the final deciders and the judiciary is going to have some say if any of these regulatory powers move too far. Um, so I would hope that they don't get too deep into the weeds on the specifics of like exactly how to run Xbox. Uh, but I, I can't promise that. Uh, no, I mean, listen, obviously, you know, one of the things that I thought of your statements and your videos are just absolutely fantastic, Hogue, uh, is that you said you can't account for crazy. That you, you, yeah. you, 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 you've said that numerous times in many of your videos. Uh, originally, you were at the 70 30 mark, you had lowered it down to 65 35. Yeah, I don't know if you have gone any lower, but you did say no. in one of your videos that, uh, yeah, you the, the, my, my issue is that you can't account for crazy, and we've seen some crazy things happen. Um, my, my last question to you, and I'm going to bring this the same group of questions to King. Uh, is call in your opinion from from a, both a fan and an attorney is call of duty staying on playstation enough for regulators is, is that enough to say hey listen we're going to leave it there it's going to be parody we're not going to have better graphics on our console unless the console can do better graphics we're not going to go out of our way to hurt playstation players how do you answer that i'm still expecting something game pass related out of the concessions and and what i keep coming back to is a price lock so if you oh, think you seem like they can't raise prices is what for you're X saying. amount of years. Yes. Yeah. So and the reason I keep coming back to that is if you're looking at what the CMA has put out there, if you're looking at what the European Commission has put out there, the best concern that they have is that subscription services are a separate market. I disagree with that, but it's a plausible kind of argument. Um, it's a separate market. And we are worried that you're going to just get too far in advance and then you're going to crush all competition and you're going to jack up prices on people. Uh, right. So if you are a regulator, you might say you're going to give your competitors an opportunity to compete with you. You're not going to you're not going to kill consumers on the price thing. You're not going to squeeze out. You're not going to predate on on the consumers with that. I, that's that's what I think is the most likely, because, again, the, the usual toolbox of regulatory powers are these broad stroke kind of things. Mm -hmm. um, you're, you're going to not change prices for a time or you're going to in this case make what may be an input to a competitor available, right? You have to think of Call of Duty as like iron in a smelting scenario, but it it, it doesn't quite work to me. Uh, but you have to think about it that way if you're going to get there on a regulatory basis. I, I would hope that they stay that broad. 
But because they are focused on Game Pass, because they're focused on cloud, it wouldn't surprise me if there's some kind of price lock on Game Pass and some kind of promise that you're not going to jack around with Azure contract terms uh, vis-a-vis Sony for a period of time, right? And these periods of time are probably all the same, right? So okay. back of the envelope, the, the, the restricted period or whatever you define it as, let's call it seven years. You're not going to screw around with their Azure access, which we already know Sony partners with Microsoft to provide <laughs> Azure support for their own services. Uh, and you're not going to screw around with that. You're not going to screw around with Game Pass on the consumer side, and you're going to make sure Call of Duty is available for a set amount of time. If I'm a regulator and I'm inclined to regulate, that's something like what I'm doing. Okay, that's perfect. Well, very well uh, uh, explained, King. My question, you know, like I said, a lot of people, I mean, I see it in the chat. People are in all caps. That's never going to happen. And I absolutely <laughs> agree. I, I don't think that isn't that going to happen. But this, again, you know, the, we always talk about it. We joke because, you know, we're old and we appreciate Eddie Murphy with the banana and the tailpipe, right? We understand what that means. Um, and the banana and the tailpipe here is King. King is ultimately the 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 canary in the coal mine for microsoft i think it is the most important i, I mean listen call of duty is huge let's let, 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 let's call a spade a spade here folks you're not boobs call of duty just made a billion dollars in 10 days on yep. its current platforms and when you add switch to it uh and the, and, and 2024 comes and, and it's on nintendo switch day and date uh like everyone else it may make uh you know one and a half or two billion in five days because it's another platform with people playing it do you think microsoft would be inclined to put Call of Duty on PlayStation Plus Premium day and date, same as Game Pass? No. Um, There's some very smart people at Microsoft. Oh, yes. Yes, there are. And that, in turn, turns into a first-party game. Right? Same thing as Halo. Same thing as uh, Forza. Gears and other games that launch in Game Pass day and date. It won't be to their advantage for that game to launch inside the PlayStation uh service. Now, what they might do, being that um I'm a PlayStation Plus guy now, so you guys can go add me <laughs> if you play PlayStation. Um they might give you the game trials. I think those things is cool. I think uh, it adds a little bit of flavor, a little bit of something different uh, to that platform. I think they they would be more inclined to allow them to have a 10-hour trial, day and date. I think that's a good enough concession for them. But as far as giving you the whole game in the PlayStation Plus uh, service, Microsoft isn't in the business of uh, enabling PlayStation, right? Uh, this is corporate America. And let's be real, you know, this is only the strong survive, all right? So this this is about commerce here. And they, they're in the business to make money and not, uh, you know, help Sony along, if, if they can gobble them up and, and, and get their their IPs, they'll do it in a heartbeat. This is the business. This is how business goes, yep. right? So if Sony is strong enough to stand on their own and they're strong enough to fight back and they're strong enough to win a concession to get a game trial inside their service, that's a win, in my opinion, 
because come hella high water, you know, Hogue believes it's 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 65 uh 35. I believe it was a lot higher than that. I believe it's 80 20, to be honest with you. It's a it's a lot of other things there that has to do with uh you know paying people and all this all this other stuff. I thought the deal would be done before no before this time here because this is holiday time right so you got guys that's going on holiday and i know we're in a new age people i know uh zoom meetings can happen like that very quickly docu signs and all this other stuff because i've never had more docu signs in my life than when this uh you know pandemic thing happened and everybody got on that digital page right so we're in a digital page where you being on vacation really doesn't hold back you getting into this meeting and making these deals happen. A lot of times people traditionally like to get it done before the holidays. Holidays roll around Thanksgiving, rolling into the festive seasons yes. and so on and so on. Vacations, blah, 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 seeing family. And then everybody's back in the office by, you say, the end of January, middle of February, getting right back to business in March. And that's when things, you know, carry through. So I thought it'd be finished by now and we'll be on to something else, but we got to phase two. So, um, be honest with you. I don't think Microsoft would entertain it in that fashion, but I do believe that they will probably give them game trials, you know, because away with the marketing deals, that's going to stop because it's not going to be associated with PlayStation. Because again, people, this will be a first party title i don't care if they made it from the beginning or they didn't once i buy you you're mine and once you're mine you're first party right so there will be nothing different from halo and forza to call of duty once the deal goes through so you're not going to get the first party inside and i know people are saying but minecraft though (laughs) yeah different thing different concessions when they was purchasing different ball game and different head guy in charge. Don't think because he smiles, he's nice. He's as ruthless as everybody out there. And you only get to the top by being the best at what you do. And obviously Phil Dominus Maximus Aurelius Spencer is doing something pretty good to get to this space. Yes. No, I absolutely agree. Listen, let's get let me let me get to the outros, gentlemen. I want to thank you for hanging out for 70 minutes on this very special X vlog live. But I just want to quickly read out the super chats that have come in. Freddie Fox drops a very generous five dollar super chat and says, Listen, Sony doesn't want Microsoft to have Call Duty at all because they don't want Microsoft to have the marketing and game pass day and date. Period. Facts. Uh, stuff Sean says, shout out to Boom King and Hope. Thank you for the support on Twitter today. It's very appreciated. Love the content on all of your channels. Thank you, Stuff Sean. And of course, of course, we're going to support you, brother. You're one of the good guys for sure. Michael Mooney drops a very generous five-pound super chat and says, how long could PlayStation last with 70% call, uh, 70% Xbox Call of Duty revenue being used to fund Game Pass advertising? <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's 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 it's, a fun, it's funny, but we're gonna, we're gonna see. Ultimately, we're gonna see what happens. A uh, gamer by choice. What's going on, brother? Welcome back. He drops a very generous five dollars super chat and says, "Some of my favorite content creators in the same podcast." Salute to Boom and the panel. Salute to you, brother. Thank you for that. 
as well. Thank you for the generosity. Giggity08 drops a very generous $2 super chat and says, how likely is Microsoft to acquire another publisher? Sega is what I'm hoping next, but we will, <laughs> we will, we will talk about that in 2023. And Buck drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, Sony can't afford the $500 million up front to put Call of Duty PSN day one. You know, someone said in the, in the chat yesterday, it was funny, uh, Sony doesn't put their own first-party games day and date. Uh, why would they? Uh, why? Why would Microsoft agree to putting their first-party day and date into uh, PlayStation Plus Premium? And that does make a lot of sense. But oh, law, I don't think you need to sell your brand. You're almost at 110,000 subscribers. It has been a banner 2022, and I can imagine that 2023 is going to be as successful. But my friend, I'm going to put your video in the. Um, in the show notes, so people could definitely check out the video that you posted this week regarding Mr. Cardoso and your opinions. And they were fantastic. I, again, I told you earlier, and I'll say it again live on the air. I watched it twice. It was so good. Sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone where they can reach out to you on social media and potentially subscribe to Whole Law. Sure. Well, the place to, to reach me in my content is primarily my YouTube channel, which is Hoag Law, H-O-E-G-L-A-W. And there I have Three primary shows, Virtual Legality, where we talk a lot about the business and law of software technology and video games. That's my primary show. We also have Hangouts and Headlines almost every weekday morning. Wednesdays are off for us on the channel, but every other weekday morning, very early, 7.30 a.m. Eastern, a little bit harder for our West Coast friends to hit that time, I think, <laughs> uh, where we talk about headlines, critically analyzing news bits. We hang out. We have conversations about all sorts of things. Did a little preemptory review of Ragnarok uh, today, in fact, in Hangouts and Headlines. So if you're interested in that, check that out. And then, of course, we have the season finale this Saturday of Lawyers and Dragons, which is our Dungeons and Dragons show populated Absolutely. only by lawyers playing characters. If you like to see very <laughs> serious people getting ridiculous, Lawyers and Dragons <laughs> is the place for you. And we do have that season finale, episode 13, a wonderful first season. A lot of support. Very popular, much more popular than I had expected when I was kind of outlining what we would do. Uh, and I think we'll be back. But if you're interested in any of those, check out the channel. Otherwise, find me on Twitter while Twitter still exists. Uh, yes. at Hoag Law as while well. it still exists. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah, that's serious. It, it, it's, it, it's concerning. Uh, yeah. but I, listen, Hoag, thank joke. you so much. Twitter will exist. I will. Yes. I, I'm just joking. They need no, no, to no, fix no. the blue check mark. Make a yeah. red check mark. <laughs> <laughs> that's the old school style. Give really verified. King. Don't you need a green check mark? Uh, oh God! Yes, that would be nice. I, I, I was trying to get a blue one. Now yeah. I can buy it. This is stupid. Now, now it's, it's, it's dumb. <laughs> now, now I wouldn't even get caught with it. But anyway, yeah. King David, you're you're one of the magnanimous uh, personalities on Twitter, on social media, and of course on YouTube with the Iron Lords. Uh, obviously, uh, I don't have to sell your brand either, but I will nonetheless talk about it, King. Where could people reach out to you on? social media, but more importantly, tune in every Sunday, depending on the time of the year, either 11 a.m. or 1 p.m. to check out the outstanding and incredible Iron Lords podcast. Well, first and foremost, I would like to thank you, Boom, for inviting me. And I, I always love to see Hope, I swear. <laughs> and especially, especially without sending invoices. I love to see Hope. <laughs> Hope is a great guy. Trust me. But listen, if you really in this gaming space and you really need direction please 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 don't hesitate to reach out to hulk hulk is definitely a great giant in what he does and boom is a pillar in this community me and boom e3 um you can find me on iron lords podcast sundays at 1 p.m 
where we're almost at 15,000 subscribers. And I told you guys, when we hit 15,000 subscribers, we're going to have a, a, a giveaway. It's going to be a, a three-tier giveaway. First prize is going to be a console of your choice. So if you like the Steam machine or you you like the, the PlayStation VR or whatever you like, you know, um, where it's, it's up to you. We're not going to lock you in until you, you got to get a, a Series S, got to get a little man. And then we're going to figure out the, the last two tiers on what it is. But the main prize is whatever you want, whatever console you want. So hopefully you can get that for your holiday. Um, Saturdays, whenever there's a big fight or an entertainment situation, you can get combat talk with the king. 10 p.m. Come in. Drinks are free for the first thousand people. And they'll be magically appearing inside your refrigerator. <laughs> Tuesdays at 5 p.m. You can catch R&R with the Lords. That's Attic and I um, entertainment show, pop culture, where we talk about everything from we just did uh, Wakanda Forever. Uh, we're going to dive into the Barbarian uh, next. That Barbarian was fan- Joe and I watched it the other night. Fantastic. <laughs> I yes. really like Barbarian King. I, I'm 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 trying to find a time to go out and make get to Wakanda forever, but it's very difficult to make time. Should I be making time to get out to this movie? Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Thank if, you. If, if you like the first one, I love the first one. Black Panther is one of my favorites. All right. So what what I'm going to tell you is uh, going into this film first. Remember how monumental that film was. Temper your expectations going into this okay. film to don't think that this film will exceed it. But I think it matched it in quality. Uh, I don't think it exceeded it. I thought it was of a, a four. All right. So our our uh, rating system is five popcorns. I gave it a okay. four popcorn. Uh, I think it's very highly recommended and it's uh, promotes unity. It promotes unity amongst everyone. And I believe, especially in this time, day and age, we need more unity across the boards and it's definitely necessary. So, you know, go check it out. It's a fun movie. We have the holidays coming up. Take the family, take the kids, go out and go check it out. It's not going to be anything egregious that you're going to see because it's a Disney film and it's really cool. I appreciate your capsule review there, King. I sincerely do. I'm a big Ryan Coogler fan. So I'm Oh, yes. Yeah, love, love his work. Uh, Wakanda Forever, for sure. Uh, great. Uh, I, 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 I can't wait for to be able to appreciate it in the own home. Yes, sir. Buy all the, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't mind the movies, but I'm just not as comfortable as I used to be seeing these films. I like the. I, I, I wish they would just sell it to me. I wish they would have just sold it. Boom. I realized how old I was when I was in the movie theater. And a dude eating popcorn to the left of me was irritating the hell out of me. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we, we're getting old, brother. We, it, it is what it is. Uh, you wanted to say something, Mr. Hove? Oh, I was going to say, yeah, it, it, Black Panther really is one of my favorites. It is, I think it's the only time I did this on Twitter. If you guys go and find it, I actually did a, a live uh, a live Twitter thread of like my 10th viewing of Black Panther. Oh, wow. Going through all of the various things I liked about that particular movie. Uh, which I got no amount of crap for because there's a lot of haters on Twitter, folks. There just are. Yeah, uh, are. But yeah. I uh, I absolutely love that movie. All right, I'm going to take you that under advisement, King. Yeah, uh, check it out. Is a little check it out or hit me up and, and let me know what you think of it. Yeah. No, yeah, as listen. soon as I get out there. I'm a busy person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, again, I, I'm, I'm having a hard time playing games with five streams per week. Uh, it is, it, it yeah. is a lot. It's a lot of work, but I, I love it. Anyway, listen, once again, Hogue Law, King David, thank you so much for 70 minutes. Really insightful opinions. Exactly what I expected. It's the highlight of my year. This is a new uh, part of the channel, X-Log. I wasn't sure how long we were going to do it. It is 
apparently popular. We had over 500 people here. A big shout out to all the super chats Fantastic. that came in. Uh, we those allow for us to do the big giveaways, and folks, uh, the third week of December on Christmas with Mr. and Mrs. Boomstick, our fifth annual Christmas with Mr. and Mrs. Boomstick, we're giving away a thousand dollars in two hours. Ooh. 500 up front for channel members, 500 on the back end, and everyone in the world is welcome. If you're outside of the United States, we will send you the money proper. Uh, we're giving away 10. $100 gift cards to your platform of choice. And if you're outside of the States, we will, of course, then dole that money out to you. And, and we pay all fees. We pay all denominations. If, you're, you're, if your currency is more than ours, we pay it. You are asked to pay nothing. All you have to do is be in the chat and you got a shot to win. That is going to be the third week of December. But listen, thank you for being here. I want to say thank you for supporting Double Barrel Gaming, and I want to close out the show with something that's important to me, folks. Hopefully one day it'll be important to you, and that's something that my father taught us when we were kids, and he would say, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated, and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you you're going to have an awesome day, so take care, everyone, and we'll see you next week on the newest episode of X-Vlog Live. Ah.